There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a splendid day wherever you are. Man, if the weather's as good where you are as this is where I am. <laughs> we kidding? It's not going to be as good where you are as I am. So, sorry, I had to be that guy. That was me. My bad, yo. My bad. My bad, my bad. Oh, we got lots of stuff. Lots of stuff to get to. Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you live daily from the uh, 
uh, Fox, the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers Day, 1-888-FARMERS, and you can start saving money on auto insurance. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. So, J.J. Watt. Well, J.J. Watt signs a free agent deal. You might have heard if you're listening to my man, David David Gascon, who's, uh, who's, who's in the update chair. Um, David Gascon uh, reported, and we've seen it throughout, that J.J. Watt signed a deal two years, reportedly at $31 million, but there's $23 million in guarantees. What's that mean? Well, it means it's about $11.5 million per year, right? Okay, so last week, we kind of laughed at the, oh, J.J. Watt, he's got $15, $16 million offers out there, which technically accurate. And as we said, if you have an offer in your J.J. Watt and it's worth $15 million, then you know what you should do? You should take that offer. You should take that offer. Because in the real world, a championship caliber team values him somewhere between seven and nine million dollars a year. So what I see throughout the social media landscape, which is just a cesspool of uninformed idiots or people who are trying to change a narrative to fit one that they think is the right one is look at the Houston Texans. You know, why don't you just call the Arizona Cardinals the Texans West? Right? Because they got a bunch of former Houston Texans. Well, actually, they have two. DeAndre Hopkins, who they traded, surprisingly so, uh, last year, last offseason. And J.J. Watt, who they cut this year. J.J. Watt, for the record, has missed 33 of the last 80 games. Right? Part of ability is availability. Additionally, look, dude, he's in his mid-30s. Okay? He's not J.J. Watt of five years ago. Still a good player. Still could be helpful. Could be a good part of the culture. But what I don't want to hear from people is the nonsense about J.J. Watt, like, oh my gosh, this just completely seals the deal. They should get off the Deshaun Watts. Like, they were going to cut J.J. Watt regardless. He was set to make $17.5 million. It was a 17 half against the cap if they kept him. Nothing against the cap if they don't keep him. So... He wasn't taking a pay cut to stay there. He took a pay cut and got a signing bonus to go elsewhere. They did him a solid. This organization, which I've heard called ah, just a laughing stock and such a cesspool and such a. Okay, so they could have traded J.J. Watt for like a fourth round pick, or whatever, where he would have been negotiating against himself on a new deal. Or they could allow him to walk and then pit team against team in terms of. Uh, where he was going to go, which would drive up his value to the point where the Arizona Cardinals massively overpaid for him, partially because I'm sure they got deked by his crew. Because, look, you're only going to Arizona if you're taking top bidder, which also means we can please stop with the, well, J.J. Watt, he wants to be a part of a better, a winning, like, J.J. Watt didn't care about any of that. Did it help the DeAndre Hopkins there? Sure. You know what really helped? $23 million guaranteed. That's what helped. He went to the highest bidder. That's it. Which is fine. He's totally allowed to do. Right? Totally allowed to do. But let's not make this some sympathetic tale of a guy who was crushed by the uh, Texans culture and only wanted he wanted some air. 
of a championship caliber team. I like Kyler Murray. Okay? I like Cliff and what they've done. I think they'll improve defensively because it couldn't be any worse. And I think he makes them better. Does he make him a championship team? The answer is no. Nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks that. You know, um, they, uh, they won eight games last year. That, that, that's what it is. They won eight games. Now, you could sit here and tell me, well, you know, this is a lot like Tampa signing Tom Brady. Well, there's a difference. Tom Brady did not take top dollar. Tom Brady had all the pieces in place. Tom Brady's also quarterback, and Tom Brady had won, I don't know, six Super Bowls beforehand, whereas J.J. Uh, Watt and Texans hadn't won anything. It's, it's a, just a different calculation. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Arizona Cardinals are worse. Uh, it's a risky proposition at best. Not just, even if J.J. Watt is as good as he used to be, the likelihood is he gets hurt. Why? Because he always gets hurt. And the, the stronger likelihood is he's not as good as he used to be. And then you're paying him $11 million for a service that you could get performed at a substantially cut rate. The hit rate, the hit rate on quarterbacks, on wide receivers, on defensive players, on free agents, the hit rate, um, the hit rate is 33%. And the second you start to understand and buy into that, you know that there's a one in three chance that J.J. Watt lives up to the contract he just signed. We can make it about other things because we don't know what's really going on in Houston. And Deshaun Watson has told us that he's the worst, you know, that that Jacob Easterby is the worst ever. And all they do is lie to you. But all I can tell you is the Houston Texans, as of today, as of today, just simply based upon what they did with J.J. Watt, did right by him. They moved on. He got a new contract. He's with the highest bidder. He's with a new team. And they have the cap space to go and start to rebuild their defense. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like cramming a full year's worth of cash back into one of those cash-shaped birthday cards. Cash back match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. Discover something brighter. I mean, look, I think J.J. Watt's good. Does this put, make them better? Does what they did better than what the Rams did? The answer is no. Now, it, it's not the last move that Arizona will have. But the fact is that if you can sit, you compare Arizona to the Rams, the Rams have a better quarterback. And I like Kyler Murray, but a better quarterback. And an upgraded quarterback, too. Kyler Murray should be better, but will he be as much better as the upgrade of Stafford is to Jared Goff? And then nothing that they have compares to Aaron Donald and what he will do to the defense. To, a de- to an offense, actually, as, as a defensive player. Or, nor, nor do they have a, a Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So... I think then you look at Seattle and as much as it feels, well, Russell Wilson wants out like, look, they made the playoffs last year. The San Francisco 49ers have a ferocious pass rush when Nick Bosa is healthy. They're a better roster. So, so don't make it about anything that it's not about. Here's what it's about. J.J. Watt went to the highest bidder. And his agent had people convinced in the media that he was going to make 15 to 16. Could he? I guess. The devil's in the details. It's 23 million guaranteed, which is 11 and a half per year. That's what he'll make. 
and he went to whatever team would pay him the most money. Period. Stop. Put me down. Put me down for saying J.J. Watt, that's a money grab. It's a money grab. You know, we, we want to believe that J.J. Watt has this other gear in him. As Doug said, like, OK, you move him inside. Like, well, what's the value of him playing inside when he's always played outside? And yes, Chandler Jones is unbelievable before he got hurt, but he has tore his biceps. He is 31. And you're going to pay for your third best offensive lineman. You're going to pay 11 and a half guaranteed up to 15 million. That's an insane overpay. Insane overpay. And that's why he goes there. You only go to a place like the Cardinals where you're not going to compete for a championship if the team overpays you, which he's allowed to do. He's allowed to take top dollar. But there's things that come with that. Teams that come with it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So Lloyd Pierce got fired. This is like the NBA is super interesting. It's interesting because the actual play on the court is not that interesting, but the off the court, we'll find out what, what's what's behind that. Um, there's a discussion in the world of sports that continues to go on to no end, no end. And I'm going to put an end to it really, really quickly. Okay. Put an end to it really quickly. And I'll, I'm going to divulge some details that I don't, I don't know, like my kids don't, I'm not going to say anything about now, but 18 years ago, whatever. Um, David Gascon, uh, you went where to go to school? Uh, San Diego State for undergrad and then Northeastern for grad school. Okay, so you went to grad school. I did. Look at you. You have an MBA or what do you have a master's in? Master's in sports management. Master's in sports management. Your first job out of school. <laughs> first job, we worked with a colleague. I worked for Petros Papadakis's dad at his restaurant, Papadakis Taverna in San Pedro. Really? Yeah. What was your first job in the media? Uh, first job, I worked for an affiliate in San Diego, Extra Sports 1360 in San Diego. Okay. I know what I know it well. What were you doing? I was a lowly board up, $10 an hour part-time. Right. Okay. So had you done any on-air work when you were in college? Negative. Okay. So why did you, why did you decide I wanted to be a board up in San Diego? Well, I was the only way to get in the door. I lived, in San, I lived here in Los Angeles at the time, and I did part-time unpaid grad work. Uh, in Los Angeles and didn't have a lick of experience on air. And so I took the first job I can get. Okay. And then you, you eventually got on air when? When was your first job on air? Six months in, I became the game day host for the San Diego State Aztecs because Steve Quist, who was a host and a play-by-play broadcaster, uh, was doing other things on Christmas Day. So I was the game day host when the Aztecs played in Hawaii in uh, one of the Honolulu Classics. Hmm. It was actually the same day that uh, Joe Flacco threw a deep touchdown pass over Raheem Moore's head uh, to break the backs of the Denver Broncos. So, huh? Okay. Making you uh, how much did that make? <laughs> I made three hundred fifty dollars for doing that. 
$350 a show? No, just for that show. That was the only thing I did until uh, I became the game to host the Chargers. So I had the one opportunity, and that was it. Oh, just one show, a one-off show. Yeah. Okay. And then when you're the host of the Chargers, what'd you make? Uh, I made $200 for the entire day, and I worked a 14-hour day. First of all, I, I just encourage all of you, don't go to journalism school. There's no money in it. None. <laughs> and there are people like me who are making money in it, and it's been a great living and a great life. I didn't actually go to journalism school. I'm not – like, look, if you uh, – well, that's a, it's a better thing. If you want to go to journalism school, don't go expecting to get some big payday. It's the, it's the exception, not the norm, yeah. right? If you want to do it because it's what you have a passion for doing, don't expect – like, when we were kids, it was you want to be a lawyer or a doctor. Now it's like go into finance, dude, if you want to really make a killing, or maybe go into sales if you want to always have a solid – like, there's lots of salesmen who listen to this show. They're driving another car. They download the podcast. They download the All Ball podcast, right? Like, there's a – I think if I wasn't doing this at this point in time, I'd be doing something in sales, maybe something in real estate. Not coaching? Uh, or coaching, yeah. yeah. Coaching would be the other thing. And I still, like, I would maybe double dip. Like, I just, I you know, if I was in real estate I were, or pharmaceutical sales, if I could do it, I would do it and coach at the same time, right? If mm. I get into major coaching, I would do that too. Um, but my, my point is, so, so Jalen Johnson, you know, basically quit on Duke and – we get in this whole like, well, anybody who's negative about Jalen Johnson, you're commenting on unpaid labor. And there's some there's some uh, professor at Duke who said, you know, all these people who are commenting have, have have built a career commenting on unpaid labor. Like, first of all, it's just so disingenuous. None of these kids could get into Duke without the help of playing basketball. The entrance into Duke is it's like part of skulls. Right then, the school itself it costs seventy grand a year. That's post tax. Okay, nobody pays the full boat, fine. 50 grand a year. That's really about 90 grand pre-tax. Okay? I can't afford to send my kid to a 90 grand a year school. I don't know about you, and I make good money. So, you get into a school you couldn't get to, you get to and that's not even counting all of the sports benefits. And the idea that that what happens, the the example I will use is of myself, but it does it actually mirrors that of of Zion. Right. Zion was a thing anyway with YouTube, but, but when he kind of co-branded with Duke, with Duke's brand, he blew up to where he was, you know, he already had these marketing deals so much so that he got sued for one agent using one agent and then flipping to another one. Because the power of the brand, as we talked about a couple hours ago with Cade Cunningham, the power of playing for Duke though is ridiculous. Duke is a scholarship for life, not just at the school, but in, in life in general. But here's the easiest example to people like, well, you're not paid when you're, you don't, what's the benefit of it? Like, what's the benefit of it? Okay. First I get into a school I couldn't get into. I get a school completely paid for. I get great training. I get a great lifestyle while I'm there. Now you get cost of attendance, which means you get money in your pocket. Like there's literally no negatives at all, but the real payout is in the rest of your life. For example, for example, when I tell people this, they always crap their pants, right? My first job, and I had never, I'd filled in on radio. I filled in like you did. So when I got done playing, I was bouncing around trying to play. I was supposed to play in Italy for a team that played in Russia. Then I was in the CBA. It was in the IBA, the ABA. I played in Israel. When I filled in, I filled in for a guy named Jim Traber, mostly. Jim's the afternoon host in Oklahoma City. He's a dear friend of mine. And I got paid $100 a show. And if they would do remote, I would get $200. So 
So that was pretty good. When I negotiated my first contract, what happened was I got offered a deal to do, uh, I think it was a minimum of 12 games at ESPN. So in order to try and look, I would, I wanted to get into the media early because I, though I like playing professional basketball, I didn't know if I could do it for 10, 15 years, but I was only willing to do it if I didn't take a pay cut. So I, I factored in what I was going to make overseas. And then I said, okay, here's what I make from ESPN, just calling 12 basketball games. How do I even it out, make it work if I stay stateside? And they, I, I got, I made 60 grand my first year, just that's before endorsements and appearances and remotes and whatever. And people who do radio hear that, like, that's obscene. It's an obscene amount. Most people started $10, $15 an hour, talking 20, 25 grand a year. And yeah, you know why? Because I played and I was a well-known commodity as a player and that had value. That's where it all works for you. And we all deny all this stuff. Like, what are you even talking about? People who say this that are professors that talk about like players getting used and abused, like pay attention, pull your head out of your, out of your backside. Dude, it's the best life. And then when you get done playing, you got that in your resume and they already know who you are when you walk in the door. It's a, it's a chosen life. It's great. And all you got to do is play a little hoop. Ah, it's a dream. Well, they overworked you. No, they don't. Because most college students who aren't playing sports, they have to work in order to make ends meet. You don't have to work when you're playing college sports. You know why? Because you already get everything taken care of. And now you get money in your pocket. It's like, well, the, the, the hours are bull. I lived it. It was, an, it, it was enough hours where I still went and worked more on my own. Not enough, but more on my own. And that was on me, not on the, what was asked of me by my coaching staff. And I worked some. I attended bar at Willie's Saloon in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Go ask anybody. There's plenty of time to, to do all these different things you can do. Everybody's got girlfriends, right? Everybody's got a life. I mean, it's, it's an obscene and, and it's the exact same argument that people are using against Jane Slater. Like, how dare you promote unpaid labor? Like, dude, what do you think you are when you're a college student and you're helping and you're a grad student and you're helping your professor with a paper? What do you think happens there? What do you think what happens with every college student? Like college student, you pay to go to school. Right. And then to get it, get it, a lot of times you got to pay for a tutor or pay for an SAT prep class, you know, like all of these things cost money and maybe it gets you into, maybe it gets you into the school that you want. Then you got to start paying through the nose. Then when you're there and then the second you leave, they ask you to pay more. Hey, why don't you give a donation? You just graduate like, whoa, whoa, I haven't even reaped the benefits of it. So I, I, we just, we completely lost track of how all these things work. And if you think that it's only about sports, we're talking about it's not. Everybody starts one place. You earn your way. You show yourself. Some people hop in line, skip steps. Some people hop in line. They're not really, really ready. And that gets exposed as well. And like Jane Slater, who's a nice woman. She covers the Cowboys. She has the two boys and a girl podcast on the Herd Podcast Network. All she did was post something about... Uh, about unpaid internship and people lost their mind. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Rick Buecher joins us. Uh, you can see him on Fox Sports 1. Buke, why was I, I know Atlanta hasn't been good, yeah. but uh, why was Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce let go? 
Well, essentially because they had high expectations. They, 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 uh, they spent a lot of money on this team, and they were supposed to make a significant step forward. And if you look at the way they've played, I mean, it really has been head-scratching. Not a whole lot of teams are playing with, uh, with great defense, and defense has been, has been absent. I think you and I have talked about it previously. But they in particular, and I haven't even looked at, at where they are uh, overall uh, defensively in ratings, but I just in watching them anecdotally, they just always looked a step slow. They didn't look like they had a whole lot, a lot of energy. It didn't look like they were playing. They'd ever found cohesion. And so I don't even put any of that on Lloyd Pierce. It's simply when you have a team that you put a lot of money into and it's underachieving and you have a, a head coach who you haven't put a lot of money into, it's really easy to make the decision Let's see if we can get a little more something out of our team by changing things up top. Um, I, I mean, am I wrong to think this is the Trey Young factor, right? When Trey Young is a, is not, it's not just that he's a bad defender. He, yep. he doesn't try oftentimes, and that drives his teammates crazy. It hurts the, yep. their cohesion. And then offensively, as talented as he is, and he's an amazing talent, you kind of got to play his way and then just wait yep. for the basketball. Yep. And and it drives dudes crazy. I I by the way, if you go back in the draft, I predicted this that whoever because when you're drafted that high and you're that skilled, you're going to play right away, and you can't really win that way. And ultimately, brings down the coach. Is that is that is that too harsh on Trey? Uh, well, yeah, no, I, I don't think it is. Uh, I, look, they they have a crisis in leadership. That's for sure. Um, you know who's it, Trey Young by default because he's probably the most heralded player is, I mean, by default, I guess people would look to him as the leader. But to your point, your, your best player, if he's your leader, your, your leader has to be your hardest worker. And ideally, they're all one in the same. And not to say that Trey doesn't work hard on his game, but I, I, I don't see him expending ultimate uh, energy at both ends of the floor. And so as a result, if you're going to gain the, you know, the, the trust and the respect of the Gallinari's and the other veterans that they brought in there to take the next step up, um, then what are you going to do? And I also, I can't help but feel that Rajon Rondo being there yep. um, and his, his influence in terms of what they, um, excuse me, sorry about that, uh, what their uh, what what he knows about playing point guard and what they need out of that position, that that was an, an influence on this situation as well. Do you think a good or a bad influence? Um, uh, obviously a bad influence for, for, for Lloyd. I just think that uh, Rajan has a very defined way of, of seeing the way things should be and is completely unafraid of calling out when it's, when it's not on. And, and I don't know definitively who and what he called out. I just know that Rajan, if something's not copacetic, if somebody is being given too much uh, leeway or respect uh, or is not doing things the right way, he will not hesitate to say uh, this is not going to work. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, what do you make of the Clippers kind of bizarre loss and just kind of some weird showings. Well, I look, I, I hate to 
pinpointed this, and I've been talking about this. I just I do not like their offense when it runs through Kawhi Leonard. I, the the ball sticks way too much. They play way too slow. Uh, it, it it I honestly feel as if he needs to get back. And I don't know if there's anybody who's big enough in that organization to uh, or whether the team collectively can can get him to buy into this. But he needs to be the defensive player he's capable of and leading them at that end of the floor and allow Paul George to be the orchestrator at the offensive end. To me, they, they, they play much faster. Uh, they play with a better rhythm. Everybody gets involved. I just, I like the flow of their offense with, with Kawhi. It's always like if he can get to his spot and he can win his matchup, then, uh, then all is good. And, you know, they kind of go back and forth. It's not as if they don't play through PG um, a, 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 or get a steady dose of that. But I just, there are times where it's like Kawhi's trying to live up to I am LeBron. Um, you know, I'm a, I, can, I can dominate the game at both ends. And he's just, he's not the playmaker uh, that, that he is or, or that, that LeBron is or even that Paul George is, uh, in my estimation. And so that, that, I think the delineation of responsibility has to be shifted um and and without it then it they they just they lose their and it's with a lot of teams you know when guys don't feel involved offensively uh you don't get nearly the same contribution at the defensive end and it just i i see it being too focused around Kawhi, and it's not feeding enough mouths for them for everyone to be happy Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. The Lakers were struggling without AD and without Dennis Schroeder. They get Schroeder back in, and I guess one game in all is well. <laughs> two, um, two, right? He played. He played. With oh, he played. Played two. He 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 played two. Let's start with the Warriors thing. Steph says, you know, people are taking out on us because we used to kick everybody's butt. Um, yep. Are the Warriors still the t- a team that people get up for? I, I I well not so much get up for, but. Look, I can't help but feel like the Lakers didn't get up for them when they played in mid, mid-January and ended up losing that game after leading by 14, that they took them too lightly. They weren't going to allow that to happen again. I do think there is a certain satisfaction and that people were reminded of all the flexing and the shimmying and all the stuff that really bothered them when the Warriors were on top. The Warriors having found a little bit of a groove here, we got to, we got to see that again, and so I think that renewed the desire to – make Steph and Draymond being the basically the only leftovers of any significance from the championship years to, to kind of put them back in their place. So I think there is some of that. Um, keep in mind, Steph didn't play last year, so they never got that revenge on him uh, a year ago. I don't think it's full bore the way it was at the beginning of last year when we saw them getting smashed their first couple of games. But I, I do believe that that's still uh, an element. Uh, the other part, though, simply is – the Lakers, you know, were getting beat up pretty good last week. They get uh, they get uh, Dennis Schroeder back and are able to to find a little bit of a groove. And so it was a perfect storm for the Warriors to suffer the way that they did. The, the Lakers had three things that they wanted to uh, to put to bed with with playing the Warriors on on Sunday, which is um, uh, one uh, prove that Dennis Schroeder is important to them. Two, they didn't deserve all the dragging that they got. Uh, last week, actually, those are combined. Uh, two uh, that they slept on them when they lost in in mid January, and three 
we'd like you to feel what it was like when you were beating everybody else up. Uh, Rick Buger joining us. How do the Celtics get fixed? <laughs> uh, overhaul the roster. And, I mean, look, they don't. I, Marcus Smart is a very valuable, important piece for them. He, he is, um, I don't know, you know, heart and soul. But he he is he is a catalyst in a lot. He's an emotional catalyst. He is their Draymond Green, uh, and he's also uh, arguably their best playmaker, who can also defend at the other end. Kemba Walker can be a playmaker. He's taken advantage of defensively, and especially with his wonky knee at this point, he's not able to do the same things even offensively that we're used to seeing Kemba do. But um, they also they lost a lot of size during the offseason. It's just not a very well-constructed uh, team. And for two talents like Jason and Jalen, uh, they're kind of duplicative. So you got a lot in one area, and then you're missing a lot in other areas. And they, they, they have a mediocre record, and I'd say that overall they're they're a mediocre team. I, what What is the strength of the Boston Celtics at this point, other than they have two talented wings? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. But the 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 way the game is being played right now, um, they they don't have anything that that stands out to me. So they're deservedly where they are. I don't see this changing significantly unless they redo that roster significantly. Um, Kyrie wants the NBA logo to be changed to be Kobe Bryant. Like, and I, and I don't want to kill the messenger, but it's really hard when the messenger is the same guy that said we should start our own league. He's the yeah. same guy that told people not to play in the, in the, the, the bubble. Uh, he's the guy that said, I want to stay in Boston if you'll have me. And then d- didn't want to stay yeah. in Boston. He's the same. Like we, he went on sabbatical this year without telling his coach, like he's that same guy. But in reality, like Kobe Bryant's taking on this this mythical, mythical status now. Chance it happens is what? Zero. There's no chance. There's no chance that the logo. I mean, first of all, we've we've somehow uh, taken in to, taken the idea in that the logo that Jerry West was selected as the logo of the NBA. Right. It had um, something to do with and, it's, it. It had some sort of racial implications when it had none. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that and that they specifically like they may have utilized the silhouette of Jerry West, but it wasn't like they said, we're going to make Jerry West the logo of the NBA. It wasn't something that was uh, that, that he was anointed the logo, that they took an individual and it was some kind of award or acknowledgement or achievement, which is essentially what Kyrie Irving is making this out to be now. I don't have a problem with updating the logo uh, or, or changing the logo, especially since they're going from Spalding to Wilson as far as the official basketball. So if there was a, there was a time, it might make sense to do that. But to give it to one particular player, um, I, look, Kyrie is one of those guys, and I don't know if you have – I have a friend of mine who's like this, who you're having conversation, and, and he's always the guy who goes, you know, but what if – you can be talking about something. You go, yeah, but what if what if we did this? And you think about it. and You go, I oh, that's kind of interesting. And then you think about it again, and you go, yeah, that doesn't really work. It's not, you know, it's it's interesting, but it really yeah. doesn't it doesn't mean anything. But it's it extends the conversation for another five minutes. That is Kyrie Irving. If you think about some of the things that he said, longer than five minutes, you realize, okay, there's I can give you a dozen reasons why that doesn't make any sense. 
this this is one of them. And I, I, I mean, I, for for the league, um, it's just problematic on a number of levels. Um, to me, it would be melancholic for me every time I saw that logo. I don't know that as a business you want your logo to be something that makes people sad or wistful or melancholy. Um, and and I would think for a healthy number of NBA or um, NBA fans that that's how they would feel. And then I hate to bring it up, but yeah, but you, you, ha- you have you have know, to. Every, everybody but, knows, but right? There's the, there's there's, the, there's yeah. the Colorado, right? You there's just can't. Checkered, yeah, there's that. I mean, you just like you just can't it, it, it as much as you would want to as much as he rehabbed his image as much as you could say well that you know it was uh it it it, it, it was in in criminal court it was he was found not guilty you just like you just can't you can't the nba can't and so um that's why i say there's zero percent and that's why like Kyrie continuing to beat this drum is a little is a little weird to me. And even, I, you know, I mean, one of the broadcast partners had a whole show about, like, bringing Jerry West on. Like, like Jerry West gets to decide. Hey, how would yeah. you Jerry West? How would you? And, and what are you supposed to save your Jerry? You, what, are you, like, what are you supposed to save your Jerry yeah. West, too, right? Yeah. Oh, like, no, no, like, I want to keep it. I want to keep it. Yeah. Or, 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 or other than say, well, you know, like, I di- didn't really have a choice. Like, I didn't decide <laughs> that, that, that people were going to connect me with the logo. So, um, I, you know what? Yeah, it just as things become something kind of bizarre, and it's just. I don't think I that's don't what I think. Difficult. I think it's like a rare, like a likable thing that Kyrie. Like it's almost like remember, like Trump would get would find something that people agreed with him on that would track yeah. well, and it's like the flag thing. The flag thing wasn't a thing, wasn't a thing anymore. Yeah. It can kind of gone away, and then he calls out NFL players because he thought it was a winning argument, right? Oh, I finally got a, yeah. I finally got a winner that people will get behind me with. That feels like like Kyrie here where well, so many things he said and done, people have panned this one. There are at least a segment of people are like, you know what? That might be a bad idea. Even if it's never going to yeah, happen. Well, I think with Kyrie, he simply, he just wants to be thought of as an out of the box thinker. Like I'm going to propose things that nobody else has thought of as if nobody else had thought of, of it. And the reality is people have thought of that, thought about, thought of it, thought about it, and then decided there's no real reason to go forward with this. Kyrie just likes kind of he, he likes messing with the conversation. He and yep. there's no fault in that. It's just uh, you know at some point when there isn't real grist to what you're saying, it's really easy to put it to the side and go, okay, there goes Kyrie again. Yep, yep. Rick Buecher, uh, FS1, Buke, great stuff, dude. Talk soon. You got it, Doug. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.